This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Final voice of change for 2022. Wow, incredible. And it is just going to be such a wonderful show because today, no, I don't want to take you into anything that has to do with food. All right. We know that once December starts rolling out, we start talking about food. And I'm not about that, but I am about self care and I am about celebrating who you are and also how you can go into 2023, maybe right now now you're feeling a little bit low you know maybe you're feeling a little bit burnt out or a little bit devoid of the energy that you want to have and you keep on praying and going God please restore my energy restore these things to me but God also wants us to put practical things into place so that we can take care of ourselves and really honor ourselves show ourselves compassion self-compassion is important self-love and absolutely self-care and self-care has become this big word and almost an industry sometimes where it goes oh you have to you know go to the spa or go to the have a bubble bath but self-care looks different for different people and so that is why on the show today i have invited self-care and lifestyle blogger danusha dugalu onto the show now she's also a self-care coach so she knows how to coach us and how to take care of herself she's a speaker and entrepreneur and she's just she's just an incredible person who really speaks openly about her own journey she's had a nervous breakdown and burnout a couple of years ago and now today she is really taking care of herself thriving and really helping other people be coached in to a lifestyle of self-care and that's what i want to you know kind of bless you with today that's the kind of conversation we want to enjoy with you today the listener and yes you know if you're feeling a little bit burnt out this is the place for you if you're feeling like you this is a high energy day today and you have a lot of energy then this is still the place for you or if you're just feeling like okay i'm not sure if i buy into the self-care thing because it sounds a bit strange and i keep on hearing it i'm not sure about well then this is also the place for you so without a further ado as they say it is time for voice of change and it is myself lauren jacobs and you know that you are tuned in to kate pulpit 79 a.m and today we're not only going to be your daily companion as a companion we're going to teach you how to take care of you and it's not selfish self-care is not selfish it is all about really saying me too i must take care of myself too because we serve others and many many of us we serve in communities and spiritual communities or faith communities where we're giving so much of ourselves now it's time also to say how can i be filled up and god wants us to take care of ourselves he's concerned about our mental emotional spiritual and physical well-being so this is the show so enjoy it over the next hour with myself and danusha and she is going to be with me after this danusha it is so good to have you with me on the show today we are here we have made it through december we are standing ready to enter our 2023 although we are still for many people still processing the last two years but today what's important is i'm going to be touching on something that's completely your passion completely in your wheelhouse about prioritizing 
self-care, avoiding burnout as we enter 2023. I think it's super important. But before we get into that, welcome to the show today. I hope that you are doing good and are experiencing a blessed season, hopefully, a blessed uh, festive holiday season. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it's feeling it's feeling fresh almost, <laughs> almost <laughs> a new year or just on the cusp. I think, yeah, it's been going good, but also because I've rested the mm. way that I intended to. So yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm really excited for this conversation. I am as well. And you mentioned something there and I, I almost want to jump right into it saying, you know, you were saying about resting the way that you wanted to. Now, for some people, you know, they've gone through December and it's been really intense. We know there's a lot of things happening for some people during December time in that, you know, lots of family gatherings or events or parties or end of the years or, you know, celebrations. But one of the things that we often neglect is the reality of resting. Now, for some of us, we still have some time as we go into 2023. We have some holiday time still in January. But how do we actually make resting, intentional resting, a part of our daily life as we go into 2023? That we don't have to wait for those two weeks, you know, that we get leave from work if you're one of those people that only have that time. Or maybe sometimes, you know, people that work for themselves never take holiday. How do we intentionally rest and also rest, like you said, the way that you feel is necessary for you to rest? Mm. I think it's such a personal journey and it's one of also self-discovery because you really have to ask yourself, what is it that makes you feel rested? So, for example, I might enjoy going to the beach or swimming or journaling, um, or I might just enjoy yoga or meditation. And other people might like art. Um, I also like art. But mm. there's so many ways of resting, you know. Some people might like dance. So look at which of those things make you feel like, wow, my soul feels renewed, like my soul feels restored. And, you know, you have energy when you do that thing. It's not something that takes away your energy. Mm. It's something that gives you energy. So think about what are those energy givers and how you can include them more in your day. Because even if it's a few minutes of each day, if it's five minutes or 10 minutes that you take that time, whether it's in the morning, it could be in your lunch break or at the end of the day, you're training your mind and body to really relax and to switch off. And I think with, you know, with COVID in the last few years, some of us working in this hybrid model of like being at the office or working at home, a lot of us are still working at home. We haven't really learned that switch off as well. And I think risk could be a really great way to to switch off from the day and at night, it could be great as well. So I think you just have to know you know, how is your body feeling? How is your mind feeling? How is your soul feeling? And what is going to give you that nourishment? And it's so necessary, not just for the moment, not for the week or the year. It's so necessary for your health and not just mm -hmm. your mental health, but your physical health and your well-being. There's actually studies that show that wrist reduces the rate of uh, diseases that you might get later on in life um, mm -hmm. or illnesses. Um, and of course, your mental health and burnout prevents all these things. So think of it more as a necessity, as much as you would water or sleep or food, 
right? Because that's mm-hmm. how it important it is. And then try to schedule that. Make it a meeting with yourself if you mm-hmm. must. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know, make it a meeting with yourself. Some people say, well, you know, I feel like something like this is actually quite selfish, but it's not selfish. It's not saying, no, me, me, and it's all about me. This is actually how we should be living, embracing self-care, resting, and not saying me only, but actually saying me too. I also deserve this. Mm, I see it as self-full and not selfish because selfish makes it sound as though like you're only prioritizing yourself, Mm. but that's not that's not the only thing you're doing. When you give to yourself, you can give better to others and you can do more for others because you're giving from a place of love and um, wholesomeness. You know, you're fulfilled within yourself and that's how you give. When you're giving, but you're running on empty or you're running, you know, depleted, then you're not giving from a place of of love and nourishment and wholeness. You're giving from a place of resentment. Mm. And that's why when things come about and you you want to say no or decline or cancel the invitation, you feel so, you feel like you're inclined to still say yes. And Mm. you sometimes will say yes, but you're doubting yourself is because you're not giving what you need to give to yourself first. And it's so essential and also, if you think about it, um, it might sound a little bit morbid, but you are born alone and you eventually will die alone. Mm-hmm. And if throughout that life period, you're only giving your time to other people and you're not giving intentional time to yourself, one day you're probably going to look back and think, you know, what did I do for me? Mm-hmm. And that's not a good situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's wise what you're sharing with us. It's wisdom because... We need to know if exactly that you feel inclined to say yes to every social event or every single thing that people are inviting you to. Sometimes you begin to feel, like you said, resentment. And actually, isn't this uh, almost a response that's based on the fact that we can't set healthy boundaries? If you feel led Mm. then to always Mm. say yes, is this a form then of setting, not setting boundaries for yourself, but allowing anything just to happen? And that can really lead to burnout. Mm. And I think many of us, we weren't raised with boundaries, myself included. And we are natural people pleasers. Like most of us grew up with people pleasing tendencies and mm. we carry that into adulthood. And it's so difficult to kind of navigate that space but once you realize that you do it um, you have to develop mechanisms and ways or just different dynamics of handling it so if somebody invites you for example you don't just immediately say yes you say okay let me check my schedule I'll get back to you or I'll think about it and I'll get back to you because the immediate yes is what gets us into trouble because Mm -hmm. we're just yes 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 all the time and that's you know that's not the good in a sense mm. that we're not actually looking at how much time we're giving to ourselves how much we're giving you know we all have partners or family or you know just people in our lives that we want to give to so we also have to be very intentional with that and develop boundaries not just with others but also with ourselves and committing to that because if you're saying my Sunday afternoons are for me mm. and only me 
and I'm never putting anything in there. Of course, if it's Christmas, then yes, you might change it for once in the year or twice in the year. Mm. But in general, if you keep that Sunday afternoon free for yourself, then that's a boundary you set with you and you got to stick to it. Mm. And then Mm. carrying Mm. that into your relationships as well, having those boundaries with other people. I think it really does help in the grand scheme of things because you feel like you're giving to you and you're taking that time and it's not selfish because you're filling up that cup I mean if you think about it we we are part of nature I mean we're humans and even Mm. nature goes through different seasons Mm. you know and um, even animals take time to rest Um, Mm. so why is it that we feel that we don't deserve that Mm. it almost feels like the culture of of the time period that we live in, it has mm. has developed that, hasn't it? That developed that hustle culture where it's like you've always got to be hustling, especially if you're young, especially if you're a millennial, like most mm-hmm. of us that are probably listening here now. Uh, you know, it's it's about most of us have our own thing or we have our own, being an entrepreneur now, we have a lot of our own things. So it's always about having to hustle and do and be and it it creates that culture where there's a consistent trying to be on top of everything and yet neglecting yourself now you have experienced burnout yourself what you know maybe there's someone listening here that's standing on the at the end of the year going well, ladies, I would love to go into 2023 feeding rested and, and doing the self-care thing, but I actually feel burnt out right now at this moment as I'm here. Danusha, what would you say to that person? What kind of tools did you learn to use in your life to help heal from burnout and to kind of be protective of yourself and your space so that you don't have that again or go into that again? I think most of us have experienced burnout at some point. Mm. I have to say, though, like if it's serious and if you feel like you need professional help, that would be the first thing that I recommend because, mm-hmm. you know, there is there's therapists and occupational therapists uh, and people out there that can really help you navigate it. Because I don't think that it's something that you can heal from quickly on your own if, if it's quite serious. Um, it could take me- weeks or months um, or even years if it's intense. Mm. Um and so I, I do think that professional help is best if you can access that. I think for me personally on the journey, I think having strict boundaries with myself, with my relationships, with work has been um, a huge help and learning to say to say no, because what was happening is that every project or every task that was not even in my scope of work, not even in my job description, something I've never even done before, wasn't even trained to do. I was so inclined to say yes, because, you know, I was newer, I was younger at the firm um, and I needed to prove myself. You know, you think that you need to do things to make others see your worth mm-hmm. and all those things. Um, that eventually add up and that's what led to it so learning when to say no learning to say look this is not part of uh, my role and and asking for help when you when you struggle I think we are so embarrassed sometimes or we're so ashamed to admit that we need help Mm -hmm. and we pretend you know I'm fine it's good I can't complain that's the usual responses you know people give when you ask how Mm -hmm. they are but I challenge you to really be honest with yourself first 
Is it how are you really? If you're tired, if you're exhausted, um, what kind of exhaustion is it? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it all of it, right? How do you treat that? I encourage you to, to look up these things and understand where it comes from and change the way that you operate on a day-to-day basis. Because ultimately, the only cure for, for burnout is cl- completing that stress response cycle. And that's from the book, Burnout, um, by Emmeline Nagasaki and her sister. And you might need help to do that, but also just changing the way that you operate. So your lifestyle, because if you're going to just re-enter the same environment that you did in 2022 mm-hmm. and nothing's changing, you're going to be in burnout, you know, continuously, which is not good at all. Um, so you need to figure out how to just change that lifestyle. What can you do? Um, is it the company? Is it your boss? Can you ask for help? Can you take off some things off your plate? How can you replenish and rest? And how can you include self-care into your schedule? And always focus on the core things um, for your own wellness, which is, you know, the quality sleep, the good nutrition and exercise um, because generally those three things if you have it going then it's a bit easier Mm. but again if you need that professional help then don't be afraid to seek it even your GP or your doctor can assist. Hmm. Thank you so much for that as well, because I know I've heard from a few people who have struggled with burnout in the past where they've looked at their lifestyle and they're going, well, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm getting sleep and nutrition and exercise. And when I started working with a coach or with a therapist, I kind of started to realize that my struggle was mentally as a perfectionist. I would fear failures. I was always pushing myself. And actually, it wasn't my lifestyle that around me or my relationship but it was actually myself, almost a form of self-abuse that happens in the mind to say, you're not worth enough, you're not doing enough. So you push yourself harder and harder and harder. And then there's that consistent, as you also referred to, there's a cycle of burnout that happens in your life and you're just in that same space. So again, thank you so much for that because sometimes a therapist is required, you know, like you said, or there needs Mm. to be someone else that comes alongside you for your journey. And it's, Mm. it's, it's, it's important for us to say, I need help or I need help for this thing. Oh, I can't do this alone. Maybe just some thought patterns that need to be changed or things like that. So I think that that's important as well to look at ourselves and go, maybe I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to this. I need to deal with this. Mm. And I think what happens is that we, we don't see ourselves as enough and we tie our worth to our productivity and mm. to how much we can get done but we don't realize that our worth is inherent. It comes from within. You, you're worthy because you're human. Like that's, yeah. that's it, period. <laughs> yeah. You're not worthy yeah. because of your job or your status or whatever task you need to do or whatever project. Yes, if you can complete all those things, great, but not at the expense of your mental health. Hmm. Absolutely. Amen to that. We're going to take a quick music break, but I don't want you to go anywhere because Danusha and I are still going to be talking about prioritizing self-care. We're going to now really get onto, you know, 2023, some tools and some tricks that you can use to really enter your year well. And also just maybe some things that you can consider as, you know, you get out of January into February and really kick the year off. So enjoy some music and we'll see you after this. 
Yeah, with me, Lauren Jacobs, Sound Voice of Change. I hope that you are enjoying the show today. And I hope that you are kind of listening into us, or even if you're listening to us later on podcast, that you're sitting beside a beautiful pool and it's a wonderful day and it's warm and you have something cool in your hand and you're just really just nodding and going, yes, ladies, yes, I'm there with you. I'm prioritizing my self-care. I hope that you're in that place of rest and peace right now, even as you listen to us. But even if you're not, we want you to enter the year strong and to really prioritize self-care. Now, Danusha, that's something I really want to ask you about today as well. How do we take some self-care tools into 2023? Sometimes people enter the year and they want to prioritize self-care, maybe, you know, just take more, better care of themselves. How do they do that? I think ultimately you want to make self-care a habit. It's little habits that you tie into your everyday that is going to help you in the long run. And you look at it from a bigger picture, right? And you see the benefit to it because you know it's good. You know it's necessary. Um, You know you need it for your health. Um, Not just when I say health, I mean physical, mental, emotional, all the types of health, right? Mm. And I think when you look at it, you you need to prioritize it in a way that works for you. So for example, you wake up on a Monday and maybe Monday is not your favorite day. You wake up with less energy. So what is it that you can do for yourself on a Monday that requires a little energy, right? Maybe it's just sitting in silence outside. Maybe it's getting some vitamin D if you can. Maybe it's just writing a little note or affirmation to yourself or doing some journaling. Very low effort. Realizing that every day that you wake up, you wake up with a different amount of energy. So maybe on a high energy day, you're going to go extra hours to the gym or you're going to go on a little hike or you're going to dance it out or you're going to have some social time what is it that you'll do on a high energy day? And then a mid energy day is something, you know, more average. Maybe you can do a little bit of something that's not too hectic, but in between. Um, And maybe that's just a walk um, or maybe that's just a phone call with your best friend that's in another city uh, or a video call, or maybe um, it's some artwork or some drawing or some coloring in. So having those kind of ABC plans Mm. (laughs) of a high high energy day, a mid energy day and a low energy day, but making sure that almost every day, I know there's some days that you just won't find the time, but making Mm -hmm. sure almost Mm -hmm. every day that you are doing a little something for yourself, even if it's reading, you know, ultimately anything can be your self-care, but you have to figure out what really works for you because my routine or my ritual may not work for you, but you can find something. And often I say to people, maybe it's something you grew up doing or you enjoyed as a child that you need to revisit. Or maybe Mm. it's something new that you always said, oh, I'd love to start learning watercolor painting or I'd love to learn this specific type of dance, right? What is that thing? Almost like a hobby, but Mm -hmm. that's really going to bring you that relief for yourself and then fitting it into your day in whichever way that works, morning, evening, midday, whatever time. And I think when you reflect on the week, so usually I set my Sunday to reflect back on the week um, to see like, is that actually working for me? How can I chop and change? And then how am I going to set boundaries around this so that, you know, I can still keep this in my schedule and that other plans or other people or work won't interfere with it and learn how to set boundaries just in general, I think is just 
wonderful to mm-hmm. learn how yeah. to stop um, people pleasing. Um, and I do think that you also teaching others, look, this is me time. Like if you have kids or if you have a partner or if you have family that you live with, teaching them, look, this is my me time. This is my alone time. This is what I do. I encourage you to do the same mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out, maybe helping them. But when we teach other people how important the self-care is, it also helps us to learn how important it is. And then respecting each other for that time alone will really mm. help in the long run. Mm. And that's so important, especially when you have a family or you're married, you know, sometimes you want to have that alone time and there needs to be that conversation. I think that's really healthy, especially between partners that say, you know what, I maybe I'm a highly sensitive person. So I get overwhelmed quite easily with a lot of noise or sounds. I want to have like this space before bed where I'm going to sit and I'm just going to be in a space of of silence where I'm going to do that for half an hour and I don't want anyone to distract me. You know, I think it's so important that we have those conversations with our families, with our partners, if we live with someone. I mean, if we live on our own, it's kind of easier, right? Sometimes because you're like, okay, I can have my time out and no one's going to be bothering me. I just, you know, put my phone on flight mode and no one gets through. But sometimes, you know, when you're with people, Mm. it's okay. And I used to have a saying and my family always say the same to me. Whenever we go on holiday together, whenever we go away together, when I'm with my parents and my brother and his wife, I will say, okay, like in the middle of the day, I will say sleepy time, which is like, cause mm-hmm. I nap like a lot and I'm like, it's my sleepy time. So it doesn't matter if we're in the middle of England. I'm like, guys, I'm going <laughs> back. It's sleepy time for me. So it's like kind of just developing those ways and your family actually love it and respect it. And like you say, and you're teaching them something about mm. yourself and about them that it's okay to have sleepy time. And now my sister-in-law does it as well. It's like, okay, sleepy time <laughs> for me too. And we all just, you know, love and respect each other and and are like, oh, it's cool. It's part of our life now. Um, And I think it's so important to maybe, like you said, you use that word habit, you know, develop self-care needs to be a habit. And also we teach other people around us how to treat us and then how we want to take care of ourselves and how they need to care about us too. And I think that this is so wise. You mentioned coloring in and that kind of thing. I know that that's something that you're really passionate about as well. Tell us a bit about how kind of coloring in for, especially for adults is a form of self-care and what it actually does for us. I love that firstly with you and your family, the sleepy time. <laughs> that's genius. Cause like kids can understand sleepy time, you know, cause they also have it. Yeah. Um, love that I also nap a lot that's great self-care I think you get such an energy boost so mm. that's amazing mm. um coloring in is so good for our brains um it actually calms down your nervous system and it helps with that stress and anxiety also it helps you to just focus and be mindful on that coloring you know that color the lines all of that so you're not really stressed about you know the day what happened that day or when you're stressed about later or the next day. Um, There is so many benefits to it, but I do think it is, you know, something that's a little bit niche for some people who will enjoy it. Some people might not, but I think if you find yourself into, you know, art and um, any kind of like creative um, space, then you will enjoy it. And it just feels like 
um, you you feel like a kid again. And I think mm. ultimately that's the the self care feeling too. Yeah, definitely. As you know, it's kind of like standing on the grass sometimes, and it sounds like mm. such a simple thing. And sometimes, you know, if you just stand on the grass outside, it actually makes you feel. I don't, I feel, I don't know, maybe the listeners are like standing on the grass. What do you mean? It's like mm. something that I enjoy doing, uh, just standing on the yeah. grass. I've only had a long, I've good. only had a garden for a year. So maybe it's still new. <laughs> I don't know. No, but it is, um, it's a way of earthing. So you actually feel more grounded mm. and you feel more connected to nature and to like, you know, just the world as a whole. I've heard lots of people um actually say that they love that and I actually enjoy it as well so if I'm outside I never have shoes on mm. um and you feel just so relaxed yeah mm. there's definitely power in nature 100 percent mm, absolutely and even walking beside the ocean or, mm. or you know sometimes you know people don't want to lie on the beach or they feel oh it gets so busy during December time and January it's like just walking, you know, just walking there or just being in that space. It's so beautiful. And I love all of these tools that you've been sharing with us because it's so practical, but also kind of quite easy to do. It's not like some people go self-care and it becomes this <laughs> word, right? Or this mm. thing that they have to do. And then it just feels like it takes more energy because like, <laughs> I have to do something for myself. But it's like just stand on the grass or, or color in. It's it's not something you have to do. It's just this expression. But you also, like you said, what is your soul feeling? Like, what is it led yeah. to doing? And I think that that's so important. And I wanted to yeah. actually ask you that, you know, we forget how intense, you know, the past two and a half years have been. It has been in some ways good, in some ways with COVID. And uh, there's been a lot of loss. And we know a lot of people have lost their loved ones or have maybe lost a dream or whatever we've been experiencing and we need to give ourselves some grace. So how do we begin to celebrate, you know, who we are? How can we actually change our minds a little bit and go, I need to celebrate myself. You know, the last two years have been difficult. How can we do that as well? Because you said earlier on as well that we are human beings and that makes us so valuable. Shouldn't we celebrate too? 100%. I believe in celebrating everything. Actually, I finished exams and um, then I went out and I celebrated that like night. And I think like that's just who I am. But I think people aren't raised to believe that they deserve that celebration. So we wait for other people to, to celebrate us. But I think we have to take the time to acknowledge, you know, even if we didn't do everything that we set out to do for 2022, and even if things didn't go, or the last few years, things didn't go our way, but look at what actually went our way. What worked for us? What did we overcome? And what are we still overcoming? Are we still going through grief? And we still, um, you know, struggling with it. And maybe we've done well at work in situations, or maybe we've grown in our relationships. Maybe we started to value ourselves more. What really went well? And how can you take time to really acknowledge that, whether that's through journaling maybe it's talking to a friend about it maybe it's just talking to yourself that's completely normal but how do you just take that time to say you know what I actually did it I I didn't just survive I actually achieved a lot and I actually did a lot um, in these last few years no matter how difficult it's been we are still here and that also means that we have we have things to do we have things that we still are going to do and maybe the better moments are still coming so how do we 
give ourselves that that moment maybe we should schedule you know things to look forward to as well and I, I see that as celebration as well because when you have something to look forward to you just feel so much more excited um, just about life in in general but I do think that you know it's been really hard and I think we don't know how to give ourselves grace and self-compassion but I would recommend talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend so if mm. your best friend you know didn't get the job or didn't get the house or didn't get whatever it is they were meant to get you wouldn't be like oh my god what's wrong with you why are you so silly you know you wouldn't say that to your best friend you'd say mm. I'm so sorry you did your best I'm sure next time things will work out and you know well done for trying so Try, try to talk to yourself as you would your best friend and make yourself your best friend. And you'll find that it works so much more than talking to yourself in a negative way. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. I also love that you said talking to yourself is completely normal because people that talk to themselves, <laughs> I, I talk to myself, okay? So it's normal. Like it's completely normal. And Exactly like you said as well, how we talk to ourselves, it, it matters that then we can talk to ourselves negatively a lot sometimes and we can break with that and really celebrate what we have achieved. And Danusha, I want to say thank you so much for being with me on the show today. It's been such a joy just to have this conversation with you, but to also learn from you and also to take this, what you have been sharing with us into our 2023. And so I also want to say to the listeners that when the podcast comes up of this conversation, please do share it with your friends because, you know, as we go into 2023, we need to know how to take care of ourselves, how to celebrate ourselves, how to know you know, how to form that habit of taking care of ourselves. So Danusha, thank you for being here. And from my side as well, all the best for your 2023. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic year for you. And just thank you so much for just showing up and for teaching us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, I look forward to more of it and all the best to you for the new year. I have no doubt it's going to be a better year for us all. Oh, absolutely. Amen. Thank you so much and take care. You too. Thank you. As we heard today, when it comes to self-care, it is about figuring out what works for you. What works for you doesn't work for me, but what works for someone else doesn't work for us. But what works for you works for you. And I believe it's kind of like a love language. We talk about love languages between our spouses, our partners. We talk about love language even in community, even in our church families. Even we want to love one another well. So, you know, even in our Bible study groups, we go, how can we love one another? What is your love language? Is it quality time? Is it a gift? Is it, you know, words of affirmation? We have all got a love language within ourselves. That love language is not just experience when we are with God. God, but it's also experienced, you know, with other people and when we love our spouses. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Lauren, did you just say our love language is expressed during our time with God? Of course it is. The way that we experience love is also how we love God and how he loves us. But that's a topic for another day. But today, your love language, I want to say, is also expressed in how you take care of yourself. That is why you have to find what works for you. If quality time is a love language, then maybe you might be wanting to spend quality time doing something refreshing for yourself if it's buying yourself a gift that's good too if it's creating something or making something that's also an expression of love 
for yourself because self-care is self-love and it's expressed in self-compassion. So I really want to encourage you as you go into 2023, I know it gets tough. I know for me as well, there are so many unexpected challenges and hurdles that come our way, but God is with us. He is for us. He is not against us. He is completely with us and he is carrying us on his wings all the time and he also wants us to be good to ourselves so think about it today pray about it what habits of self-care can i do every day for myself how does this feel to me is it coloring in building a puzzle standing on the grass smelling the air going to pray out in a certain place where i want to be what does it feel like to you and put that as part of your daily routine please because the world around us is so chaotic there is so much information we consume we get so overwhelmed sometimes there is so much required of us that we need to come back to ourselves and say what is it that i need to thrive in this life it has been a fantastic year with you i want to say thank you for joining me every single week on voice of change i love being with you i love being with my guests you all are such huge blessings to me and i cannot wait for 2023 it's going to be the best year ever and that is my prayer for you because in the word of god it says i know the plans i have for you plans to give you hope a future plans to prosper you not to harm you and you know what we can take that as our own today may that be something that guides you as you go into 2023 happy new year and i will see you in january take care this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za